Breaking news, the Cubs have one of the worst records in the National League. Did we see it coming? Sports Talk Chicago. Here with John's Glow. Appreciate all of you tuning in. Hang out with us and subscribe to the channel at Sports Talk Chicago. Follow us all over at Sports Talk Chicago and hit up our sponsor, Amish Country Farms in Orland Park. The Cubs have one of the worst records in the National League, and we don't know if things are going to get better. Did I say I'm surprised? A little bit. But whose fault is it, and who's contributing to these problems in Chicago? You look at their numbers, and there are a lot of guys overperforming, a lot of guys playing well. Marcus Stroman has been a revelation this year and has actually lived up to his contract. Justin Steele is an NL Cy Young Award candidate. The Cubs' top three rotation pieces have done great. Stroman, Steele, and Smiley, all of ERAs under 3.5. Christopher Morrell's been called up and has nine homers in 17 games. So what's the problem? What's going wrong? Well, there are a couple of things. Some of them you may like to hear. Some of them you may not. Right now, the Cubs have players who are highly touted, either signed for a lot of money or have been promoted probably too soon, who have simply not performed. And this is going to be unpopular, but I don't care. I was a huge fan of Matt Mervis, and I called for his call-up in April. And I said, why have you kept Eric Hosmer to be the starting first baseman? He has done nothing, and he's now been released by the Cubs. Great move. But unfortunately, his young replacement, his hotshot replacement, who had 36 home runs last year in AAA, has actually been worse, and there's no explanation as to why. And it's scary. Now, granted, Matt Mervis is only 18 games into his professional baseball career, or Major League Baseball career, but he's hitting a buck 94. His OPS Plus is a 59. He struck out 23 times and only walked seven times. Clearly, we have a problem. Moreover, and listen to this stat. This is for Jamison Tyone from ESPN. And this is not a joke. This is not a parody when I read this stat to you. The Cubs have lost the first eight games that Jamison Tyone has started this season. It's tied for the third most consecutive losses when a pitcher starts to begin a season in Cubs history. History. Jamison Tyone, Cubs' big signing this offseason, paying him a decent amount of money to be a number three, number four starter, is making history for all the wrong reasons. And so far in the season, he's an 80 RA and eight starts. Yeah, that's going to lose you some games. Coupled with the fact that David Ross has made dumb decision after dumb decision in the dugout and continues to show everybody why he should have never managed this team in the first place. He was hired because everybody would be happy. He was hired to give the illusion that the 2016 team was still alive and well when they really weren't. In fact, he's really the only piece left of that 2016 team on this team besides Kyle Hendricks, who sucks still. They hired David Ross to be a fan favorite, and David Ross is a fan favorite. And, you know, I'd really love to see David Ross in the booth. Maybe he should be the next Cubs color analyst. I'd be perfectly okay with that, but he's not a manager. He's not a manager. And for years and years, I've seen Cubs fans parade Ross, Grandpa Rossi, and all these things. And this is the problem with Cubs evaluators at times, even people who claim they're not biased. They are. They love the Cubs to the point that they die for the Cubs and they die on hills for the Cubs. Newsflash. The record doesn't justify you dying on any hills for anybody on this team. David Ross, public enemy number one. 
David Ross should probably be fired. Just saying, unless things unbelievably turn around. And I'm okay with this team not being some big-time contender. A lot of people put unfair and unreasonable expectations on this Cubs team. I knew they were going to be 500 at best, and that's fine. But they should be better, and even their run differential suggests it. The Cubs' run differential is not that bad. I mean, they're doing a decent job. There are worse teams with worse differentials, by far. They still have a 24% chance to even make the postseason as we speak. Their Pythagorean win-loss, according to run differential, is 27-26. and 26. They should be a game above 500 based on run differential. They actually have a positive five run differential as of this quarter, recording. And yet, they're 23-30 and 30 on the season. 23-30 and 30 when they should be a game above 500 and in the thick of the NL Central race. So when that happens and the run differential's off, more often than not, it actually gets pointed back to the manager because that's when the human element kicks in. Okay, who's making mistakes? Who's screwing up? Because statistically speaking, based on the number of runs they've scored, the number they've given up, they should be good. They should be above average to an extent. So when that's not happening, the one thing left to account for is human error. And David Ross, you're number one on that list. Cubs lineup on Memorial Day was a joke. Saw everybody commenting on Twitter saying, is this a AAA lineup? Why is this lineup on the field right now? Why are the Cubs trotting out these sorry players? I've seen all that stuff on Twitter. They really half-assed it, and they should not have won on Memorial Day. They only did because Marcus Stroman carried this team to a victory. Look at this lineup. Master Booney and... Tauschman, Rios, Mervis, Barnhart. I mean, what the hell's going on here? Why are you playing your AAA guys? Probably learned that from Joe Madden. David Ross is in trouble and deserves to be so. And what doesn't help him is the players the Cubs signed to big contracts are not working out. Jamison Tyone's been a complete and utter bust. Matt Mervis... Everybody excited, big call-up, oh my goodness, he sucks right now. He does. Cody Ballinger is still hurt. And the Cubs can only do so much with what they have available. Nico Horners hit a slide. Patrick Wisdom with 14 home runs is hitting 224. Tucker Barnhart. Master Booney and Tauschman all do not deserve to be in the lineup either. Barnhart is a buck 69 batting average. And then every fifth day, the Cubs are essentially guaranteed a loss when Jamison Tyone pitches. Not kidding, literally. Again, the stat the Cubs have lost the first eight games that Jamison Tyone has started this season. It's time for the third most consecutive losses when a pitcher starts to begin a season in Cubs history. Oh, yeah, and they don't have a closer either. It was Brad Boxberger, but he's 35 years old and has never really been able to close a game. Now they're relying on Mark Leiter Jr., but who knows how long that's going to last. Michael Fulmer was a complete joke. They have nobody to close out games down the stretch. 
Kyle Hendricks, who's finally come back from the IL, has a 6-2-3 ERA. There are a lot of problems with this team. There are a lot of good parts, too. But the problems are forcing the Cubs to die as we speak. To be at 23 and 30, it is concerning if you're a Cubs fan. And I've heard you loud and clear all over on social. Cubs fans want answers, and you know what? They deserve answers. If you went into this season thinking they were going to be a big playoff team, then that's your fault. But if you're thinking, hey, why are they 23 and 30? Fair question. Very fair question. Considering what they have, the talent they have on this team, and who's performing right now. I'm not saying this is an all-star roster. I'm not saying this is the end-all, be-all. I'm not saying they're better than 2016, but you have some quality players on this team and some who are overperforming and putting in great performances. Dansby Swanson is still playing well, surprisingly. Ian Happ has done good when healthy. Christopher Morrell, 17 games and nine homers, and it makes you wonder why the hell was he in AAA? Thanks, David Ross and Jen Hoyer. Big mistake there on evaluation and talent. So there are a lot of problems that need to be fixed with this team. Don't know if it's going to happen in time, but what I do know is this. David Ross is on extremely thin ice. Jamison Tyone has not performed up to expectations. Matt Mervis needs to step it up. And this team needs to win more ball games if they want to be considered viable later this year. I wish them all the best. And I give credit to the guys who are performing well. And I've mentioned a lot of them. Mark Leiter Jr., uh, Drew Smiley, Steele, Marcus Stroman, who, by the way, quietly has become an NL Cy Young Award candidate, too, along with Steele. That's great. But everybody else needs to step it up. David Ross, number one. At the end of this year, if this Cubs team finishes 10 under, he could end up getting fired. They should be a 500 team. Nothing more, nothing less. Anything less should be cause for a firing, considering the mistakes that have already been made. David Ross is in trouble, and he should be. And Cubs fans, if you don't see it now, you still got 2016 in your rearview mirror. Get over it. This is a whole new team, and I like this team, actually. They're more likable to me than 2016. Not kidding. David Ross better get with the program, or else he's going to be out of a job. Thanks for watching today's program here on Sports Talk Chicago. Appreciate all of you tuning in. Big thank you to John Meadows for directing and producing. Follow us everywhere at Sports Talk Chicago. Listen to the podcast at Sports Talk Chicago. Support our sponsor, Amish Country Farms, for the best Amish food in all of Chicagoland. Hit them up today in Orland Park and tell them we sent you. So long, everyone.